Welcome to the Liberated Latina Podcast, your space to be activated and elevated so you can become a sought-after coach online. I'm your host, Daisy Lopez, visibility coach helping amazing women of color coaches reclaim their voice and have a poppin' and profitable online presence. Visibility is so much deeper than just strategy and mindset alone. Here you'll get the concepts and tools that will amplify your message and catapult you as an irresistible choice in your niche. The time for women of color leadership is here. Ready? Of course you are. Let's dive into the episode. Hello, my beautiful ladies. Welcome back to the Liberated Latina podcast and welcome to this guest interview with Kirsten Morrison. So Kirsten is a human design and empowerment mentor, and she loves guiding purpose-driven women to activate their legacy identity, be fully seen and confident in expressing their soul gifts. And she's also the host of the Express podcast that I was lucky enough to be a guest on. So by the time this is airing, my interview is likely also out on her podcast. So go ahead and check that out. And in this conversation, she was so open and vulnerable about how she has navigated a big year of change as a business owner while staying in alignment with her human design. And I wanted to have this conversation because if you're anything like us, the last year or two has been really full of changing and growing and healing and beautiful moments, but also challenging moments and everything in between. And I think that it can be really tempting to get lost in the change or get lost in the uncertainty. And with a tool such as human design, which Kirsten is a human design reader, I'm also a human design reader, having a tool that can bring us back into how we are meant to live this life and how we're meant to navigate even big seasons of change is so relieving and it brings a sense of peace. So I sincerely hope that this conversation touches you, that it allows you to feel seen if you've also been in a season of change and pivoting and moving things around and exploring new territories and let us know how this conversation lands for you. You can tag us on Instagram and let us know what really spoke out to you. And of course, if you know somebody that can benefit from this conversation, please share it with them. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoy this conversation and I'll talk to you all soon. All right, I am very excited to have this conversation, Kirsten, because we we connected on a connection call mm-hmm. and even just the conversation that we had there was, I feel like we were really diving into like the collective energy that obviously we both were feeling, but this collective energy that I just knew we needed to bring this to the podcast and have this conversation because it's kind of like this energy that people feel, but maybe not putting a lot like the words around. And it's around this idea of this, this correction, almost this, this reshifting of the coaching industry, the online space, but also on a collective level, all of us as humans. And you bring such a beautiful insight with human design and just with your own experience on how we can navigate the change and the turbulence of change. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just so honored that I know with the time difference and everything, it's so early <laughs> for you, but I'm so, I just wanted to first honor you and thank you because that connection call was so beautiful. And I'm just really excited to have you here. Well, oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and, you know, speak into this because I think that there are so many people that are feeling it, but I also think that what I've witnessed is that although so many have been feeling it, not many people have been sharing it. And I think that there's been this sort of weird undercurrent of, I think because of the the climate in so many different ways, whether it be economical, social, there's just a lot happening. And I think because things feel quite precarious that there is this sense of like everyone's been going through this kind of like inner winter or like a vast majority of people have been going through this inner winter and this complete metamorphosis. And there's been a lot that's been happening behind the scenes. But I think that that vulnerability and that openness around that has not been translated as much. And I think that it's sort of like this, you know, this feeling of like needing to present a facade that everything's fine like, you know, this whole, like everything that's happening is not affecting me because I'm a leader and like, it's all good. And it's like, you know, it's like holding it together and just, you know, keeping the, you know, the facade going. 
And I think that, you know, the other day I did a post and I kind of shared, you know, what's been, you know, real for me in the last eight months. And I was pretty transparent about, you know, what I had been feeling, you know, with some of it was like, you know, hopelessness and despair and like wanting to drift off into obscurity and shut my whole business down. Like, you know, and so many people either commented or reached out to say me too, like, this is exactly what I've been experiencing. Like, thank you for saying this. And I think that when we don't necessarily always talk to people about what's happening or have open conversations behind the scenes or let people into what we're sharing, we can often feel like we're isolated in that change. And, you know, if you just were going through your experience and looking online, you would so feel like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I struggling or why am I feeling this? Because we're just bombarded by, you know, 10K months and six-figure launches and everything's great and, like, my business is on the rise, I had the biggest thing. And so we're like, what is going on with me? Like, why can't I, you know, hold it through this season or is it just me? And it's so not. Like, there's so many, ex- like, people experiencing this exact thing. Yeah, and I think it, it really brings to light this idea of um, changing the face of what leadership looks like mm-hmm. and... Yeah, I think for a lot of us, you know, it, it, leadership has been all about always getting it right and always yeah. winning and always being able to, you know, shift through the negative thoughts. And like, it's all about being on the other side of things. But the real leadership is created in who we are being when things aren't going right. Like, I know yeah. for me that that has really uh, carved out my character and my way of leading way more than the wins. The wins are great, but mm. the real character is is in those moments where you don't know, right? Like mm. <laughs> to your point, like I could just throw all of this away and, and walk away. And, and in those moments, just really looking at who shows up and who we choose to be is the self-leadership that then can lead others. And I'm curious for you, Kirsten, like what has, what has it been like? What has your winter felt like? What has been like, what has been this season of, of change for you and what has been the most supportive as you've navigated all the different corners of feelings from despair to anger to Mm. confusion? Like what has, what has been your anchoring? What have you gravitated towards? Mm. So I think that like I came like last year for me was just so great. Like it was just a year where I had so much creative inspiration. Like I felt like, you know, I just had idea after idea after idea and I was just churning them out. I was just in this huge like momentum high and it was so great. And it felt like everything was working and it felt like, you know, I'd finally found the secret sauce and all the things were just like up, 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 up. And it was like, woo, like I was like riding the train high. And then it was like, imagine being on like a roller coaster and then having the the brakes thrown on and you just come to this screeching hole in the middle of the ride. Like that's what it felt like when I turned into this year. And I was like, okay, well maybe I just need a little bit more rest. Like maybe I'll just take, you know, really lean into, you know, I was planning on like getting the momentum up in the first two weeks of January. I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll just take it a little bit easier. Maybe it'll be in the second half of January. And I'm like, maybe it'll be in February. Maybe it'll be in March. <laughs> maybe it'll be April. I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's halfway through the year. And it was like, when am I going to like feel like it's that new year energy that I want to get going again? And it was just, it just kept kind of sliding on and it just felt like a really long winter. And I think what I, you know, have found in this, you know, season, which really has, I feel like is only just shifting now. And we're at the end of August, you know, heading into the last few months of the year, but I feel like this whole year has just felt like the metamorphosis process that a caterpillar goes into to turn into a butterfly. It's like, I have just felt like I've been in that chrysalis in the dark, (laughs) like a little pile of goo, absolutely unsure of like if and when I will ever break out of this cocoon and what I will be like on the other side of that. And so it has really tested my faith for sure, because there was just times where I was like, well, maybe this is just, you know, a sign that this is not the path for me anymore. And maybe I'm not meant to be doing this. And there was so much like, you know, I don't know if you've seen the Barbie movie, but you know, when she goes into like existential crisis, Barbie, I'm like, that's what I felt like as well. (laughs) I was like, you know, having all these sorts of like, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this isn't my path. And maybe this isn't what I'm, and you're just having all these like full existential moments of like questioning whether this was what I was meant to be doing, questioning myself. 
questioning the industry, questioning social media, questioning how I wanted to show up on things. And so I did feel quite isolated in that myself, I know, because I was, again, like observing everybody seemingly still doing fine. And again, that made me question myself. I was like, well, maybe, you know, I'm not cut out for entrepreneurship because if I can't ride out this season of, you know, change and challenge, maybe this just isn't for me. And I think there's so much like beauty, I think that has come from this season now that I'm on the other side, but it was really fucking hard while I was in it. But I think what I've really realized is that although I was in a season of momentum last year, I think that my foundations were still a little bit shaky. And I think that's really what this year has shown me is where my foundations weren't solid within myself and also within my business. And even just down to little things like systems, processes, um, you know, the, the foundations of like how the business run weren't solid enough to hold me any further than I had already been. And I feel like that was for me as well. Like I internally <laughs> wasn't going to be able to hold myself any further than I have been. And so I think that this season has actually gifted me the opportunity to, you know, go like pull back a little bit, you know, really solidify the foundations of my business. Like so much change has been happening behind the scenes, although not much has been seen outwardly. There's been a lot that's been taking place behind the scenes, both inner and outer. And I think for me, you know, one of the biggest things for me, I think has always been, you know, this fear around using my voice fully. And I think also the fear around expressing myself, the fear around not being enough, like all of that has still been, I think of an undercurrent. And there's been this sort of like subtleness in like where I was willing to be visible and how expressed I was willing to be. And I think that like this season has really felt like a death portal. And I think on the other side of that, I'm like, well, I already feel like I died. <laughs> so I'm like, why would I be afraid to, to use my voice. Why, why was I afraid of all of those things? Because I feel like there's been so much of like facing fears and like really facing off with shadows in this season as well. That's left me just on the other side of this now. It's like, well, fuck it. You know, <laughs> it's like, why not? Like, why not? I feel like I faced the worst and why not? But I think to your point of like, what really held me through this season was I think, you know, when we think of like, you know, the hero's journey and all the movies that we see, one of the things that always gets them up again is their why. And I think that what I feel like has really, you know, been part of the big shakedown for so many of us this year is that our why wasn't big enough to pull us back up when we fell. <laughs> and, you know, when you think about those movies, it's like they always have that moment where they fall down. You don't think they've got any energy left. They're not going to be able to make it. And they always just pull through for that tiny little bit of reserve to keep going and go again. But it's because their why is so like monumental that there's no other choice not to do that. And I think that for me, it was like really reevaluating my why and connecting back into what that actually looked like to be able to hold me into a bigger season. And so mm -hmm. I think that it was really just connecting back into a, a deeper sense of purpose and absolutely recommitting to my vision and recommitting to move into a bigger season, but now on a more solid foundation. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so good. I, um, I just want to echo that. I think that realization that happened within you is also a mirror of the correction that's happening on a grander scale, like digging into a deeper why. And similarly, like 2021 for me, I was like, <laughs> like my business was really, that still has been my best year yet. Like last mm -hmm. year was really a whole year actually of shadow work. And there was a bunch yeah. of like personal loss and like so much shifting. And the beginning of this year, similarly, I like ditched my launch. Like I was supposed to open up my signature program. And I was like, mm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to offer this lower ticket, like group program. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's just been like so much pivoting, but to your point, I think so many of us are experiencing that, you know, we've been 
in the industry for three to five years, yeah. a lot of us have had that season of like, you know, really being on the up and up, feeling like things are clicking, feeling like, like it's landing with people. People are, you know, reaching out and buying and all the yeah. things. But then this year, last year going into this year, things have started to slow down. And I think it's because our whys started. And I mean, I'll speak for myself. I think that my why started drifting into like, what does this success mean about me? And mm -hmm. and almost like needing that validation. Yeah. And going from last year into this year, I've had to dig deeper to your point. Like we have to mm. dig deeper when the, you know, the big money milestones aren't quite there nor are we nor do we feel like we want to be fulfilled by that we're like like I didn't even want to sell that higher ticket thing in the beginning of the year it's like no like that's just not we become less nourished with the fuel that we that we used to operate from but I yes. think that's the correction right of like what is the sustainable high like high nourishing fuel that's going to continue to propel you forward mm -hmm. and I just really want to like, thank you so much for sharing that because I do think that that's really the correction that's been happening for a lot of us is having that correction happen so that we can dig deeper roots. So we can build the foundations internally, energetically, mm -hmm. strategically, systematically, so that we can, you know, experience the next wave of our brands. I'm also Absolutely. curious because you, you are a human design reader. Mm-hmm. How did you leverage that? Because human design, like when people tell me, you know, what are the different elements of human design? I'm like, you could literally go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> like human design yeah. can help you with anything from like relationships to digestion, to environment, to business. Like it's literally such a, a multidimensional tool, but I'm curious, how did you use that through this process to anchor back into maybe like how you were designed to be your, your you know, your authentic self and what are some elements that people can use? Cause we talk about human design here all the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. What are some elements <laughs> that they can use to anchor themselves when they're going through, you know, this season of like questioning and pivoting? Yeah. You know, I think that was probably one of the hardest things for me personally, because I'm a manifester and, you know, last year, I think that was probably you know, one of the greatest years of my manifesto experiment, you know, although I'd been using it before, I feel like I'd really found my flow, like a real rinse and repeat pattern with surge rest cycles. And it was working really well. And I think that coming into this year, because I was in such a deep metamorphosis and, you know, when we were talking about that, that caterpillar process, and I really just felt like I was in the goo, really not having the energy or even the inspiration or desire or clarity to surge and initiate as a manifester was really hard. And I think that's actually what made the process so much deeper for me was because I couldn't find that manifester energy anywhere. Like, and it didn't matter really what I did. I just could not find that fire again. It felt like every time I got a glimmer of a spark, it was like, it was kind of like someone was pouring a cup of water on it. <laughs> and so I was like, wow, okay, this just is not like, I'm not able to, to pull that heat back out again. And so I think really accept, like having that acceptance in that season for myself of like, okay, well, this is actually not, not your time. Like you're not meant to be surging right now. And that was, I think, part of the existential crisis. Like, well, who am I, if I'm not a manifester, who am I, if I'm not initiating, who, who am I, if I'm not bringing newness to the world? And so it's like, can I actually be with myself when I'm not? able to find that energy. And so I think that part of what really supported me around that was a few things. Like I think environment in human design is really important as well. So, you know, I think for me as a Valley's environment, like recognizing the things this year that maybe I was ready to unplug from before I could have the space to reconnect to things. And so there was a lot of like unraveling and unhooking going on behind the scenes and also just like making that concerted effort that even when I wasn't feeling like it, taking myself to environments that I knew was at least going to be nourishing, if not uplifting, and just kind of like actively immersing myself in my aligned environment. I think as well, like for me, I'm a low sound determination. So, you know, that, um, you know, using music was actually really helpful for this process for me as well. 
And I think that what I've noticed, because I have, you know, between the combination of really valleys, which laying on the floor is very self-regulating for a valleys environment, the low sound, I find music really helpful. And also I have the channel of emoting. So I find that I actually need that emotive processing time to be with my muse, be with my energy. I'm a single definition as well. So all of those little combinations, really what supports me is just laying on my breathwork mattress on the floor or laying on the floor and listening to music and just being with my own energy. And so when I would go through those little pockets where I really needed that, that's how I would really support myself. And I think that I still just actively continue to choose the things that I knew that nourished me outside of that, you know, my daily practices. I just, even when I didn't feel like it, even when it felt hard, even when I was like, is this even working? Like, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) Like, I just kept doing those things, knowing that on the other side, that continually doing those practices, doing those things, even when it didn't feel like it was doing anything, I knew that it would. And I knew that it was holding me through that as well. So I think that I just kept doing the things that I knew worked, even when it felt like they weren't. (laughs) Yeah. I'm curious too, because as a manifester, your strategy is to inform Mm. and I'm curious what that looked like for you, even as you were going through that process of reevaluating and not feeling the surges coming, mm. how did that look like either like personally or in your business? Like where you, did you find yourself informing people like, Hey, this is where I'm at. I'm still not ready. Or Hey, like how did that informing come into play? Because I think a lot of time manifestors mm. think that informing only comes when you're in that surge. Yeah, no, it's definitely like communicating all things really. Like, you know, even like letting the audience know like, hey, okay, the surge is gone. I'm off now. (laughs) Um, I didn't really inform my audience because I didn't even know what to inform them of. Like that's how like confusing it felt for me. I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even really know what I'm going through. So I don't even know how to articulate this right now. And so I think that was the purpose of my post last week was really just like, okay, let me just clarify like what I've just been like traveling through now that I have the words to say it because you know I'm also a six line profile I'm also a hermit so there is that kind of like you know I'm sitting up on the roof trying to integrate these lessons to feel ready to speak about them and so I think that that makes so much sense so there wasn't a readiness for me to articulate that I was like I need to see this season through before I can even do anything with it and I and I did I think maybe too prematurely, but it did also work out perfectly. I did run this three-day experience called Metamorphosis where I went through the three, you know, phases of change in that experience. And I did in that private space speak into some of the things that I'd been traveling through. And I think that everyone was really in it, like really deeply in it as well, who had come onto that process too. So I think that that also was very therapeutic, that discovering that process and getting to articulate that. And that was you know, one of the first things I'd really, that was new that I'd initiated that year as well. So that also felt very therapeutic for me as a manifester. So I think that in that sense, I kind of informed a little bit about what I was going through, but I still felt like I didn't really have the full wisdom to share until now. So I feel like now there's so much more depth to what I feel ready to talk about because I'm like, okay, we've been on the roof. We've done our thing. Okay. I'm ready to tell you all the things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. The the six line and the two with the hermit, like that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And what also, what it also brings up that I think is also important for every, for every one of us to remember is that I think when we are so used to this fast pace of entrepreneurship, mm. we believe that like our rests, our rest cycle or our uh, reconfiguring season has to be like a week or a month yes. or a quarter. <laughs> like, or we a day. To, like We try to time frame it in the lens of like business yeah. timelines. Yes. And I think God just has a really great way of being like, no. Like your, Mm. your season of evolution, you can't fit that into Mm. a business timeline sometimes and you can't rush it. Mm -hmm. And that's the most humbling experience. I think we can have as entrepreneurs who are so used to, you know, this energy of like, I have to be the one to plan it. And I have to be uh, the one to really bring this to life. And I'm always like the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. 
But to have those seasons where you're literally, like, literally for me, brought to your knees Mm -hmm. and just full surrenderance and realizing we don't actually control as much as we think we do. And that's really important perspective to then Mm -hmm. carry into the next, like, high season is to know who's really in control. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's interesting you use that phrase, like, being brought to your knees because, I think it was probably about February or March. And, you know, at this stage I was already like well and truly over it. I'm like, okay, when is this going to snap? When am I going to snap out of it? Like, when am I going to have surgery again? And I was, I even took like a week off in my business. I remember at this time and I went and took myself and did all these like appointments that normally would spark a search. So I took myself, I went, there's a place here called, you know, Soak. And I went and I went to the bathhouse and I had like a day at the beach and I took myself to lunch and I went and I did like, you know, the sensory deprivation, like float, um, and in that float, I had this voice come through that was like, I'm bringing you to your knees to restore your faith. And I was like, okay, cool. Like thinking, oh, well, I've, great. I've already, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm on my knees. I'm in, I'm in the rest period. I'm like, great. The clarity is coming soon. That's amazing. I did not really understand that that was really only the beginning <laughs> of the depths that I was going to go to, but that. I feel like I have come back to so many times because I really do feel like that is exactly what has happened this year. And I do feel like that, yeah, it really was, yeah, it did really get brought to my knees and it has really restored my faith in a much deeper capacity because I think before it was very shaky. It was very attached to the results I was getting. It's like, I'll have faith if, and now it's like, no, I just have faith. Oh, period. I love Mm -hmm. that. So yeah. what's what's coming up next now that you're on the other side of it? What's coming up and how are you um how are you integrating this newfound level of faith into this next season of your business? Mm-hmm. So I think the next the very next thing that's happening is I'm launching my human design reader training again. And so that has hasn't happened in a year, like a proper a proper launch around it. So that's something that's happening right now. Um but moving past that, I feel like it hasn't fully solidified yet, but I I feel like a really big shift coming through in my business. And I feel like I'm ready to like breathe new life, new energy, new creations into that. And I think that a lot of that has to do with some of the reflection that I've been able to do in this season around some of my key purpose energies in my chart and just getting like a lot of clarity around the things that really always bring me inspiration. And I went on a creative retreat um, in September. And part of what was in there, I was, you know, we were, you know, talking about what inspires us. And I think, you know, particularly, I think if you've got an undefined or open head, inspiration is very important to seek from that healthy external place. And so I was really feeling into like, what are the things that bring me inspiration and the things that I always get so damn lit up by that I just froth over and get so excited is like, anytime I can like watch a documentary or, you know, like do like a case study on someone who has just unintentionally, like probably has known nothing about human design, but has absolutely nailed living their design and and absolutely maximized the potential of who they are and been so unapologetically an individual. And I have the incarnation cross of individualism, so it makes sense. <laughs> but a lot of like my key purpose energies are all around like, purpose and individualism and, you know, moving into your potential, you know, moving into that version of yourself. And so, you know, I think that for me, it's just really solidifying. It's like, okay, that idea of really maximizing our potential. And I love this idea of kind of, you know, unlocking that inner icon that we all have within us. And I think that my definition of icon, because I shared this with someone recently and they were like, oh, you know, I think that because she was reflecting to me, I think the icon thing's really you, but she's like, do you like that? Because icons kind of have that status and they're like above us. Like it's like that, you know, full, like, you know, idolization thing. And I was like, absolutely not. Like to me, that is not the definition of an icon. It's not like a guru. It's not someone on a pedestal. It's not someone better than us. It's just literally an example of how they have unleashed their unlimited potential of themselves and been so courageous to be like, this is me. This is my thing. I don't give a fuck what anyone else is doing. Like this is literally like my lane and I am going to ride it till the wheels come off. And so I feel like witnessing these people that we 
you know, that really withstand the test of time, no matter like so many like generations, they just like continue to be like that person. People know about them. Like they've got that thing is because they constantly reinvent themselves, but they're constantly stand out as themselves. And I think that there's been so much, particularly, you know, in the personal development industry, there's, you know, and, and so many industries, anything where it's really online, but there's been so much sameness and mimicry and imitation and trends and viral reels and all of the things where it's like, I think people are so fucking sick of sameness. And that's, I think, part of this like exhaustion and detachment from online and feeling like we don't want to be on there and feeling like people aren't connecting with us and all the things really just all comes back to the fact that people are sick of just seeing the same shit in their feed all the time. And I think that we really have been, particularly in this like winter season that so much has been changing and there's been so much like in the personal growth industry, there's been so much like blow ups and so much like <laughs> so much like just craziness that's been happening I think in in our space that people have seen and I think it's caused so many people to retract and I think it is time to kind of like shake that off and step step into who we came here to be in like a really unique way and I think that a lot of what I've been kind of playing with behind the scenes and kind of thinking about for this next season is like how can we literally just tap into that inner icon where it's like we are so unapologetically ourselves and we really leverage all the energies that are in our design, which is really just what we came here to contribute, but in a really authentic way that allows us to just really maximize the potential of who we came here to be and not worry about all of the noise and not worry about what we should be doing and following the rules and actually just creating our own. And so I think that even though I'm not entirely sure what that's definitely going to look like, but I feel like that's the direction that I am, you know, ready to steer things in. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that we are tapping into that bigger message in such unique ways because yeah, I mean, I feel like even with people's businesses and marketing, like marketing is one of the first places where people are like, I just don't want to do it because I'm tired of fitting myself into this box. I like, I'm tired of doing things a certain way, talking about it a certain, certain way, following certain launch plans. Like, mm -hmm. and I think the beauty of all of these ruptures, the inner ruptures, the identity ruptures, like who am I when I'm not this, who am I when I'm not on the mountaintop, but also the ruptures uh, in within the industry and collectively is that each one of those ruptures has so much potential for creativity. Like mm -hmm. when shit blows up, <laughs> It's like, all right, that's off. Like the lid is off yeah. of this. So how are we going to iterate? How are we going to innovate and create? And mm. yeah, it's it's been a journey for me too and in, in tapping into like, what is that new expression? What, mm -hmm. How do I really want to show up? How do I want to convey this in, in, in a way yeah. that's authentic to me? And that's the line, right? Not just trying to be different for the sake of being different, but naturally being different because you're so in integrity with your design, with your energy, with your expression, that that is different. It just naturally mm -hmm. differentiates you because in a culture of, well, that's working, so I'm going to mimic that, you're the one that's like, I'm setting my own rules. Like This is the form yeah. of expression that's in alignment with me, and you just act according to that. And mm. I think knowing one's design is one of the most powerful ways to start having something reflect back to you because, and I'm sure you see it too when with readings and when people learn more about their design, they're like, this is me. And I never, yeah. I know that this is me, but I've never had words to it. Yes. I've never quite heard somebody reflect back to me something that has been so innately me. And Hardly. that is the best, that is I the know. best moment. And I think that like, that is one thing that I am so grateful for, for human design is that no matter what happens, like even through this season, I was like, I still know who I am. I still know what I'm here to contribute. I just don't know how I want to do it right now, but I still had that solid understanding of like what my primary purpose was. And I still had that kind of real core essence. And I was like, okay, but you know, that, and that's where a lot of the confusion was coming was like, but how do I want to express those energies now? It's like the energies didn't change what I want to do didn't change. My core drivers didn't change, but it's like the ways that they wanted to be expressed wanted to change. And I think that that's where, you know, one of, I think, you know, when you're talking about marketing, I think one of my biggest realizations actually weirdly through experimentation, I think over this season and a couple of things that really happened and transpired in this season was 
it's interesting that when things started to shift, so I launched a membership at the end of last year and it was a bit of a gamble, like as a manifester with an undefined heart, (laughs) it's like, is this model going to be working for me? And like, I loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved the idea. I loved the visuals. I loved the essence inside the program. I loved everything about it. But it also, I think, was the wrong model for the right idea for me personally and my energetics because it wasn't actually giving me any spaciousness to detach from that project and have those reflections. And I think also having to be like on all the time, it really like limited my capacity for anything else because it was essentially like a full mastermind (laughs) with a membership program. I had so much in there. It was, you know, like a call a week, like there was so much going on in there all the time and I loved it and it was beautiful. And also it wasn't quite the right fit for me. But one of the things that I noticed in that time as well, that was one of the things, but within the marketing piece and the branding I think because our visual marketing is also equally as important as our message as well, right? Because it tells a story. And I realized on the other side of this as well that, you know, when we're talking about, you know, when you were talking about 2021 being your biggest year, at the end of 2021, that was when things really started to kick up a gear for me um, because I'd left a really challenging relationship and, you know, I had the spaciousness. It was just like, that was like my, you know, my, my runway had opened up for me to create in. And At the end of 2021, I did this photo shoot where I actually intentionally used the the four incarnation cross energies as kind of the the essence for the shoot. And I communicated them to the photographer and we really had this clear vision that these are the energies we're bringing through. And for me, I have the gate of the fighter, the gate of provocation, the gate of shock, (laughs) the gate of intuitive clarity. So there's some big energies in there. And we really like brought that through in the visuals. And one of the, you know, the images I used for this program I had at the time called Alchemy, but it was spelt with M-E on the end. It was all about like using our human design to, again, maximize our potential. And so that offering was amazing, but the visuals were, I think, what really sold it in because I had this, you know, image where I have all this orange smoke that's coming around me and you can kind of just see like my face kind of like tucked in under the smoke and it's like full power. And like, I honestly feel like I had so many people immediately soon. They're like, oh my God, this photo, you and your power. I want it, whatever this is, I want in. I don't even care. Like I just want in. Cause it was just like that really encapsulated, like, this is the energy, like this is my energy, but this is the energy we're bringing. And it was interesting because I feel like that was so, like I was so close and so spot on with what I was here to, to bring And then it was interesting when I started my membership, I really had this idea that I wanted it to be light. I wanted it to be fun. I wanted it to be playful. And so I did this other shoot that was like disco balls and fun lighting. And it was all like fun play energy. And I realized, I didn't realize at the time, but I, cause I ended up like obviously going through this winter season. So I had, I didn't do any shoots or anything this year. And so I actually ended up using those fun disco ball images for like eight months. And it was really only meant to be just for that one program, but it like ended up just kind of like cannibalizing my, you know, brand. And I, you know, ended up using the, you know, changed my images online and all these things. And what was so interesting is like during the time that I changed all the images online on my website to this shoot, my organic traffic off my website and my organic sales from my website dropped. I also noticed that people weren't connecting in the same way to me, what I was sharing, et cetera, online. And then I actually had in the same week, (laughs) like three people, as I was having this realization, I had three people and this is like how I knew I was like, okay, I need to do something here. I had three people in the same week basically say like, I don't love these photos as much as your old ones in, in, in various ways. And I was like, wow, okay. So I actually went back onto my website. I changed all the photos back to the old ones that had been from that, you know, full power shoot. Um, and, you know, even so, even though some of them were really soft, there was still that essence behind them. And so I changed them all back and like, they're much more in the earthy tones as well, which is like my branding colors and my vibe, like my whole house is neutral, but these other photos were like purple and yellow and blue and great, like disco and shiny and sparkly. So it was just like, not my colors even. And then I started to, you know, shift everything back on my socials as well and like immediately like this boom happened again and 
I did like, I've done another, I did another shoot in the, in that time being where I'm sort of starting to use those images now, but it like that, that was sort of like a bit of a buffer, I think, to kind of transition out of that period. But now I'm sort of really realizing the importance of also using your human design energies, not only in the way that you show up, not only in the way that you speak, but the way that you communicate that visually. And so that has been probably like a really big lesson of this year. And so now I have like obviously a a much bigger concept for this next season of like where I want to take those images again to really represent that. But I was like, wow, it's so fascinating that even when you deviate from who you are visually, even in like colors and images that I thought felt really aligned at the time, people can't feel you in those. And it's like, Mm. I think that there's just so much power in really understanding like who you are and what you want to bring to the table and letting that come through in every single way possible. Like your offer creations, the way that you communicate, what you're talking about, (laughs) and also the visuals that you bring to the table as well. Absolutely. Like it's all an energy transmission and Mm -hmm. we can't, we can't fake resonance. And I think we're coming deeper into that realization now, especially, you know, where the industry is going is there was a lot of marketing that was like, so forced and really forcing the idea of like a luxury lifestyle, laptop lifestyle, and like all about the showiness and, you know, having it all together. Like there was a lot of performative marketing, but to your point, right? Like people can feel you when you're there and when you're not there and when your energy is not coming through, then that shows in the level of resonance that people can feel even through a photo. Like it's all energy. It's all energy and resonance is resonance. And we can't, we can't fake something that's not, that's not true. Yeah. Anything else that you wanted to share as we wrap up? And then I also want you to let everyone know where they can find you hang out with you and where they can check out the, um, the reader training when it opens back up. I feel like just within, I think if you are in a season of change right now, you know, I heard this quote when I was in the midst of my change and you know, the quote was you're planted, not buried. And I think that that was actually really powerful for me to remember, because I think sometimes when we are in those seasons and you know, even for me, when I'm in a rest season as a manifesto, sometimes it can feel like you're in the naughty corner, you're getting punished. Like It's like, you know, why is this happening to me? And I think sometimes as well, like one of the things that I really realized in this winter season for me was that, that although it felt like I was getting taken out of the game and it felt like I was buried and I was being buried, that that shift in that perspective of the fact that I was actually planted was really monumental because one of the things that I realized in my period in this year has really been that development often happens in the dark. And that is the same when we look at nature. That's, you know, exactly how we even grow in the womb. <laughs> you know, that's also how film is developed, like old school film, like development happens in the dark. And sometimes we don't know when we're going to crack through that soil. We don't know when the season's going to shift. But sometimes it's like if we think about, you know, say, for example, if you're growing a plant and that little leaf is like cracked out of the shell and it's below the soil and we like scoop the soil away and let the sun hit it, that plant's going to die because it's not ready to be seen yet. It's not ready to be visible. It doesn't have the roots. It doesn't have the strength to withstand the heat of that new environment. And so I think that when we make that shift of like when we are in those times of change, it's like, okay, I'm planted for a reason and the soil that's actually around me or this darkness I feel around me is actually cultivating deeper roots. It's cultivating more strength. It's cultivating my ability to then grow into a new environment. And I think that that, that inner shift and that visibility to see that we're actually being nurtured in an environment because maybe we're actually not ready to be in the next one. And I think where I was kind of talking about that death portal for me is like what I realized is that the environment that I wanted to grow into like could not actually happen before I had that season. Because if I had have just kept going the exact same way as I was going, even though I thought it was great, I can now see that there, that was, that was as far as I was going to go. And like, there was no ability to grow any further because my roots weren't deep enough. Like I wasn't able to 
grow where I wanted to grow without actually having that season shift. And I think that, you know, like you were talking about, there is such, I think that narrative, particularly in the online environment, how you can just keep scaling every month and it's just this upward journey. And that's not necessarily always correct. Like there's always going to be peaks and valleys. And when we're in the valley, it's like learning the lessons that's going to be able to get us up that next mountaintop. But I think just like really reinforcing that idea that, you know, if you are in a winter season, it's like allow that to support and nurture what needs to happen and know that that shift is going to take place at some point. And then you're going to be ready for that new environment. Mm. Wow. That quote is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, the, the valley is just as valuable as the mountaintop and, Mm -hmm. and not making any part of our journey wrong, right. To your point, like we don't, we don't want to just, you know, always be in the spotlight because when we don't have the those deeper roots and we don't have the character developed and the systems developed, like the spotlight can burn us. <laughs> it's something exactly. that can quite literally <laughs> incinerate us. And right. yeah, I just, I love that perspective so much. And I just know that this message is going to just bring light and life to so many people. Mm. Cause this yeah. is such, I, I know, like we know we've, we've had so many mm. conversations with others in our space that are feeling this so deeply. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really excited to see how this lands with people. And, and mm. thank you so much for being so transparent and for sharing yeah. this part of your journey. I know you've only just mm. started to talk about it. So yeah. I, I really respect, <laughs> yeah. I really respect and honor that you, um you know, you've been so open here about mm. it. So thank you. And I think exactly what you said about being burned by the spotlight. It's like, you know, I think sometimes we're like, I want more followers. I want more clients. I want more opportunities. I want more visibility. And it's like, you know, I think that what I realized, and, you know, this is probably so true for so many, it's like, if we would actually get that, you know, there's, there's obviously, you know, different things that come with more, right. Different, you know, there's, you know, more opportunity for backlash, more opportunity for criticism, you know, more opportunity for, you know, our insecurities to show up, our self-sabotaging behaviors to show up. Like, you know, there's, there's other things that also come with (laughs) the concept of more. And I think that what I really realized is like, if I, you know, did, did move into that space of more and received any of the criticism or any of the things that came with it, I most likely would have given up. Like, and that's what I was sort of talking about with that shaky foundation. It's like, I don't think I would have been able to withstand that on the current foundation that I was using. And so I think that, you know, that's really, I think one of the powers I think of going through these seasons is because we do get to like find our grit, find our determination, find out what we're made of. And that in turn, I think allows us to step into bigger spaces or be transferred into bigger pots or new environments is because we've got the ability to hold that next phase And so, you know, although none of us want that, (laughs) it's like if your foundation isn't willing to withstand that, you know, maybe you are planted in the soil to protect you and nourish you to be able to withstand what will come from that next level because otherwise maybe you would have given it away. So it's like are you willing to go through a season of winter to be able to have longevity and a career that lasts a lifetime or do you just want a winning season And then as soon as things change, you're out. Like, so it's like, sometimes you're actually being protected from the thing that you want because you're actually not ready to hold it. And so I think that sometimes we can use this opportunity to really like look at what needs to change in order to evolve individually in our business as a collective and utilize the gifts while they're there. Because I even had this recognition, even at one point in this season, I was like, you know, even though it was like really hard and challenging, I'm like, I really want to try as hard as I can to be as present as I can in this season and really extract the juice from it because I knew it was going to change. And I'm like, you know, there might be a time where I actually miss this season of my life. And like, it's like, I actually like, you know, actually need to just be with what is here and know that this, this time, whatever is happening is never going to happen again. So it's like, let's just be in this experience and see what it has to offer. Yeah, I love that. And the more we fight where we're at, the bumpier the ride. Mm. I actually like that's always so hard. (laughs) I actually love this. um, Lauren Hill, she did this speech to a school like 
back in the nineties. And I like often come back and rewatch this. It's on YouTube. I can send you the link if you like, but you know, she even was talking then about her journey in the music industry. And obviously after she released her album, you know, the miseducation of Lauren Hill, they like the whole industry was like, Oh my God, like you're amazing. Let's get another out. Like we've got to capitalize off this. Let's get another album out. Let's go. And she said that she went back in the studio and she said music was created that she thought people would enjoy, but you know, she realized it wasn't her best. And so she said what she observed in the industry, in the music industry at that time, which is so even just replicating in our audience, it's like when people hit the mountaintop, she was like, what she saw is like people grip on and they're like, I'm here, I've arrived, I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) And she was like, without realizing that the purpose of life is actually to descend off that mountain into another valley to get experiences and explore another mountain. And she was like, so I'm on the, you know, coming down the other side of the mountain. And she's like, everyone's like, where are you, where are you going? We're supposed to be up on the top of this mountain. And she's like, but she was like, you know, basically that, that her art wouldn't be able to be created if life wasn't lived in the, in the process. And I think so much of what we experience in the valleys actually informs the work we do that we share on the mountaintop that impact other people coming up side of the the mountain as well and so I think without those periods like we're not necessarily always as inspired to do our best work so sometimes I think we can see the valleys as like the shaping period that's going to inform the next season of our greatest work amazing beautiful insight thank you so much for yeah everything that you shared and where where would you like people to find you next? Because I know so, after this after this interview, they're gonna be like, where can we chat? <laughs> so where can they find you? So I'm primarily over on Instagram, which is just at kirstenmorrison.co. So come over and chat to me there. And then my website is just kirstenmorrison.co. Um, so yeah, people can head over there. There's a, you know, free five-day experience to activate your inner icon in there. So that's something that people can connect with anyway. Um, but aside from that, like I said, the next thing that will be reader training and that might have already started by the time this podcast episode comes out, but it's actually open all year round. So basically we're just doing like a live round, you know, in the next few weeks, um, but you're more than welcome to jump in anytime. Um, and there's, you know, ongoing support in there as well. And then, yeah, we'll see, we'll see where things go for the next season. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. I know there's going to be so much goodness coming through. So I'm excited to stay connected and see what evolves. But Kirsten, thank mm. you so much for being here today. And I just really appreciate you. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you giving me this opportunity to share about what's been happening the last few few, few months. And I know that you've been going through a similar thing. So I appreciate your insights as well. Absolutely. All right, everybody catch you in the next episode. Hey, amiga, thanks for hanging out with me today. I'd love to feature your review live on the air on the next episode. Yes. All you got to do is head on over to iTunes, drop a review, and let me know what you are most enjoying about the podcast. También, be sure to subscribe to get first word when a fresh episode drops. Your support means so much to me, and I can't wait to share more with you on the next episode. See you then.